Welcome to the Real Estate for All podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, joined by real estate industry veteran Cynthia Davis, owner and broker of Alert Properties. This week, we are talking about all things housing costs, increased housing costs, inflations, increased rents, bidding wars, and all of the stuff that's making life a little bit harder on people who are entering into the housing market looking to purchase a home or people who have been deterred because of the housing increases and are just looking to rent a house. So we'll be talking about some of the things that are affecting these increased prices, what we're seeing in the market right now, and uh, keep you informed on some things that could help you in your search for a home or if you're a seller uh, looking to sell a home, uh, it'll be good information for you as well. So. That is what we have for you this week on the Real Estate for All podcast. All right, kicking it off, soaring housing costs contribute to the highest inflation in 40 years. So housing costs are one of the top three categories causing inflation in the U.S. to surge. The U.S. Department of Labor announced that the largest items in households being shelter, gasoline, and food were the main culprits in February that fueled the highest inflation rates that we've seen since 1982. So if you are a buyer looking to buy a home, you've been feeling this effect and you've been seeing it. In February, we had a 7.9% increase in the price fluctuations in goods and services. Um, everybody's felt the pinch at the gas pumps with uh, the increased fuel prices and housing prices are continuing to soar. Grocery bills are going up, which have increased 8.6% over the last year. And that's been the fastest pace for grocery bills since 1981. So we are at record inflation right now for the past several decades. And currently it doesn't seem to be anything that's going to slow that down to levels that are more manageable because right now it seems like things are just spinning out of control with the cost of everything and it seems to be a train that's quickly heading towards you know an area that could put a lot of people in a bind where we might end up you know seeing foreclosures or seeing you know delinquencies and uh in loans that have been taken out because inflation is definitely outpacing what a lot of people make are making at their jobs right now so um what are your thoughts and concerns of what we're seeing right now with all of the increases in inflation uh, particularly in the housing sector with shelter gasoline food um grocery bills and things like that well frederick i definitely have some concerns and listeners i tell you for someone who just left the grocery store and actually was hit with this harder than i've ever been hit with it, it makes me aware that I walked out of there with items in my hand and still spent far more than I'm accustomed to, to spending. And then even at the gas pump, I am looking at the fact that I'm putting more into my gas, into my gas tank, but the income is not increasing. And that is concerning for myself and for those that are going through the same thing that you both you and I are going through. And another factor that is contributing to that, the housing costs, naturally both you and I are in the real estate industry and we're seeing the prices just 
go up and up and up and we're seeing the bidding wars, but now we have another factor and that is the factor of how is the Ukraine war a conflict is going to affect our US economy as well. And so because a lot of things are being shut off from Russia and those type things, is that gonna cause an upward pressure for even more inflation, which is a item that I find very concerning. President Biden did come out and say that, you know what, um, it actually hasn't been just the US government. A lot of US companies have come forward and declared that they are cutting off their products or their services from Russia right now uh, for, you know, indefinitely, you know, definitely while this conflict is going on. And so that's something that I know, you know, has been affecting a lot of what we're seeing in the market with inflation. Uh, U.S. has, I believe, announced that we are cutting off the oil that we receive from Russia. That's been affecting prices at the pump. And it's just, it seems to be the perfect storm of things that are happening in the world today that's aiding this. I know in an attempt to try and tame inflation, the Federal Reserve is expected to start raising its short-term interest rates. And so you've got the Federal Reserve that is going to be raising interest rates to try and, you know, help tame or taper some of this inflation that we're seeing because the cost of borrowing money is so cheap right now. But however, the other effect that that will have on home buyers is that it might make it harder to afford a home for some of the lower or middle income home buyers. Um, if not price them out altogether, because if interest rates go up to a certain point, then perhaps they're not, not perhaps they no longer are able to afford the payments for what a mortgage would cost um, in a low interest rate environment. And interest rates over the historically, I should say, are still very low right now. But as we start to see them creep back up and creep back up, it's definitely going to uh, affect some lower and middle income buyers who might be entering in the market for the first time or might be looking to sell and relocate to a different home. Um, it, it might affect their ability to afford the payments because you know interest rates are gonna increase with those with those rate increases. Exactly. And we had an earlier podcast talking about how the the middle uh, income home buyer was sort of being kind of pushed away from the, the ability to purchase right now because at the rising rate of the cost of homes, it is the home prices themselves are pushing them out of the market for a home that will fit them and their family. But now if interest rates go up, that's gonna cost them even a further decline, in my opinion, to be able to afford what they need as, uh, to be able to purchase in order to accommodate their family. Nearly 6,000 homes sold for $100,000 or more above asking price. This is in the US, it was the exact number is 5,897 homes that sold for at least $100,000 or more above asking price. And this was at the beginning of this year. So in 2022, we've had over 5,800 homes, almost 5,900 homes that have sold for 100,000 or more above their asking price. And that's huge. 
for anyone who's been in the real estate market for a while or at least followed it for a while if you were not actively participating in it i cannot remember a time not even in the history books where you just had so many homes selling for six figures above asking price and that being common to see across the country but this is the environment that we're living in and so with that a lot of these home sales are what's also driving the housing prices higher and higher because people are willing to pay well above asking price and in many instances above the appraised value because you have a lot of these homes that are selling for over $100,000 above asking prices, not because they have a praise for that high, but people are willing to go above and beyond what the homes are actually worth on the market today to go ahead and secure that property because they see value in it by getting that home, holding it over the long period of time and seeing what happens with that. I know Los Angeles saw the highest number of six-figure offers above the list price, which was 718 homes that sold for at least 100,000 above asking price. That's in Los Angeles where home prices are already much higher, particularly in California as a whole, than they are in many other areas across the country. Um, you have some other states that have pretty high uh, housing prices, um, but Los Angeles is definitely up there on the list. And um, they saw the highest number of six-figure above offer asking prices. Um, or six-figure offers that were above list price. People who are entering into the housing market and you're looking to buy a home, when you're going up against people that just have deep pockets or some instances, like we uh, stated on a previous podcast, you're going up against investors or you're going up against institutions or corporations that are looking to buy up a lot of real estate and they've got millions and billions on the balance sheets so they can afford to pay a lot more for these homes. And so if you're looking for a place for you and your family, it's just really tough right now to, to find that, that place. Uh, you might have to look in other areas of the country or uh, in other cities that aren't so sought after by uh, investors or other people who are looking at these properties as investments. That that is exactly right. Our buyers are in a in a position right now where they don't feel. I think that they are in a win situation because it's, they are not able, especially our low to middle income buyers, they're not able to come to the table with the capital that some of the higher end buyers are able to come to the table with and outbid them. Now, what we do see here is, is that according to a, a Gay Coronation, who is the NAR Senior Economist and Director of Housing and Commercial Research, what, the, what he told the Wall Street Journal was is that policies are needing to be focused on and a move need to be made for, to, to uh Establish policies that for those lower income to middle uh, income buyers who are participating now in the home buying uh, market, because if we're not going to protect them, then all of the wealth of the is going to be swayed towards one one type of buyer. 
the higher income buyer. And then we're gonna have even more of the land, you know, land is, should be for everyone. Everyone should be able to own property according to our laws. But if we do not put some policies in place soon, that will really de decline. The ownership rate will decline because the lower and the middle income uh, home buyers are not able to compete with the upper income home buyers. And those upper end home buyers will now own more percentage of the, of, uh, the land, the property, the homes, which is concerning. So I definitely agree with that. And uh, you bring up a good point there because it's not a secret that the wealth is not evenly distributed across you know, the nation. And I'm not making a pitch that it should be. I'm just stating that as a fact of what is, the wealth is not evenly distributed. So you have a few at the top who hold the majority of the wealth and many at the middle to the bottom that, you know, don't have as much as the few at the top. And so with that being the dynamic, as you stated, it puts a lot of the purchasing power for buying real estate and housing, which is something that is key to the society that we live in, in the US, a lot of that purchasing power is in the hands of the few at the top and they have the ability to just go out purchase large amounts of housing in key areas that are sought after and where people want to be at. And so as an individual, if you're now looking at this situation that we're in, where you've got these big corporations coming in and purchasing up a whole lot of housing and property and land, and they've got the resources to build more land. And then now they're controlling large parts of the market. And if it's a rental market, now that's rents that you're, you know, they're, they're controlling a lot of and everything like that. So it, it sets up, like you said, a, a situation that could be very unfavorable for your middle and lower income buyers. And so having some policies or something in place to where those who are in the middle or find themselves on the lower end of the uh, income, uh, lower end of the income structure, aren't at such a disadvantage um, when they're trying to buy a house for their family or even trying to buy an investment property to increase their wealth. But um, it's just is tough right now so exactly and what i will say according to an nar report is that in 2010 the high income homeowners held about 28 percent of the u.s housing wealth however in 2020 that percentage increased to 42.6 percent that is almost close to doubling in, in one decade of the high-income homeowners gaining far more advantage of homeownership and wealth that comes with homeownership than the lower to the medium, median income buyer. So that leads me to the next topic that I want to discuss, which is the housing wealth is skewed toward 
rich homeowners. So homeowners across the board, as we've stated, are feeling rising home prices, but the wealthiest have enjoyed the largest gains. And this is according to a report from the National Association of Realtors. So from 2010 to 2020, about 71% of the increase in housing wealth was in high income households. So low and middle income households received a smaller share of housing wealth gains, according to the NAR report. So low income homeowners comprise a smaller share of homeowners overall, while high income homeowners make up the largest segment of homeowners. So that speaks to the disparity that you mentioned just moments ago, where a large portion of what's owned is owned by a small group of people. And so over the last decade, the housing value gap between households earning more than 200% of an area's median income and those earning less than less has significantly widened. And this is also according to that same NAR report. There is a big skew in terms of the homeowners that are benefiting from these increased home prices, most of the benefits mm -hmm. are going toward high income or rich homeowners, whereas the middle and low income households are receiving a smaller share of those wealth gains. And for those of you who might not know what that means, basically, if you live in a lower middle income household area, the percentage that your house has increased in value throughout this inflationary period, particularly that has taken place during the pandemic, is a smaller percentage than if you lived in a high income household or high income area or a house that's in a high income area. The percentage of increase for those property values has increased much more. So rather than it being all homes have increased equally, it it's appears to be that home values have not increased equally. They have increased more for wealthier people and less for people who are in the lower and middle income brackets, which further widens that gap of wealth, you know, in the nation, which is already, you know, pretty spread out, but it's further widening that because the home values aren't increasing at the same rate. I mean, it's almost, it's like, you know, you, you're like, so what do we do? So where do we go from this point? And I go back to what we said earlier is that policies have got to be put into place to, to kind of manage this, to keep in mind that our, our uh, amendments, our laws allows for everyone to to have the opportunity to gain, to uh, purchase a home, to buy property, to buy land. And at the rate we are going, we are not giving them the opportunity to do that. We will definitely keep our listeners updated on what is going on in this area. But right now, it is something for us to stay alert to. All right, well, that's all that we have for you this week. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. If you want more information, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 
visit the website at alertpropertiesre.com. And as always, keep learning, keep growing.